0: Welcome back to the Phoenix College Athletic Podcast. I'm Coach Cameron. I'll be your host for episode 20. And we have two great guests on today to talk about Darfur United. Who's the Darfur United? Well, you're going to learn everything about Darfur United. They play in a World Cup that's not recognized by FIFA. That's very confusing for a lot of people, but it does exist. And it brings hope throughout the world based on this World Cup format. And you're going to learn everything about it. Our first guest is Amy Gilmore, who is an assistant coach for uh, Darfur United on the women's side. And we're going to bring on Sulmani, who is an ambassador for Darfur United. With no further ado, let's bring on Amy and uh, let's talk about Darfur United. <laughs> With me now is Amy Gilmore, who is a sports program manager for Darfur United. And uh, thanks for coming on, Amy. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: And you're, you're in Ireland. I am. That's, that's, uh, I, I have family from Ireland. I, I want to visit the island one day. <laughs> so, I
1: highly recommend it. <laughs> it's lovely here.
0: That's awesome. Um, how's the weather like in Ireland?
1: You know, I actually really enjoy it. I'm uh, from Ohio originally, and okay. so I am you know, there's a lot of changing of weather, sunny one minute, raining the next. Um but I'm yeah, kind of used to that from the Midwest. So, um I think the weather's nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I love the cold. I wasn't mm-hmm. I think that's cuz I'm from born and raised in Phoenix, Arizona, where it's always hot. And I'm <laughs> I'm a big Wim Hof fan, so I like cold plunges and all those mm-hmm. things. But uh, uh thank you so much for bearing with uh, with us because this is like our third take of the (laughs) podcast, but you're much clearer now and I can, I can hear you much better. Uh, So tell us a little bit about your capacity with um, the Darfur United program. And uh, tell us a little bit about the the women's team. You guys are, are building for the next world cup. Mm
1: -hmm. Absolutely. So my um, kind of role with Duff United started originally um, as a volunteer, Um, and has grown kind of since then. I now work for um, IAC, which is the uh, organization that oversees and facilitates Air War United. Um, And in my kind of role, I help a lot with the um, planning and organization of um, Dolphins United team training camps and competitions, um, and also kind of the the time between major events when we're, you know, always planning, preparing for the next opportunity for the team to be on the field. So um, we have a small but, you know, committed team, and we're always, you know, all kind of have our hands in everything, um, trying to find opportunities for the guys to play and for um, fundraising for the team to to get to these competitions. So always a lot going on. Um, in addition to that, I helped with the launch of the Dorf United Women's Team, which occurred in Eastern Chad in Eastern Chad refugee camps. In 2018, so the women's team has been a long time coming. Um, from the very first day, the Durham United men's team began to form an Eastern Chad in 2012, the women watching said, you know, "When's it going to be our turn to represent Dharfour and to have a football team and um, be able to represent, um, you know, Durf-4 in this way?" And so something we've you know all been working towards um, for a long time over the past several years, and finally. Uh, we were able to, to start the Darfur women's team in the fall of 2018, um, which was a really exciting time. It was really the first opportunity that women in Eastern Chad refugee camps um, had an opportunity to represent um, Dorf Warys, um through, you know, a football team. Uh, and it ran very similarly to how the men's team started. Women from um, across Eastern Trads refugee camps came together um, to one central location, and we held a team training camp for the week and really used it kind of as a formative um a formative few days to get the team rolling, um, kind of come together for the first time, get to know each other, begin to kind of build, um, you know, our foundations as a group. Um, and yeah, looking forward to continuing um, to see the team's expansion and growth. And hopefully soon, um, you know, whenever football is able to resume, um, we'll be able to uh, have the women play their first international match.
0: Yeah, that that has to be exciting. And, and I know on the the women's side, I always, uh, I have a good friend, um, that plays for the U.S. Women's National Team in Jessica McDonald, and I always give her uh, give her a hard time saying if there was more freedom in the world for women, you guys would be in big trouble and World Cups wouldn't be that easy for you. Sure. And uh, and it's true. There, there's uh, even in the United States, uh, women are are denied opportunity or girls, young girls, and I know this firsthand in the Hispanic. Uh, communities here in Phoenix, Arizona, the talent is ridiculous, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're usually playing boys teams, and they're not really organized, and they can't afford to pay to play mm-hmm. uh, with the top teams, um, mm-hmm. which is denying a lot of opportunity. So I I really have to take my hat off to you and your organization that you're a part of, uh, trying to build that. I mean that that has to be crazy difficult. Uh, how many how many teams are on the women's side, uh, how many teams could you compete with? How many teams are organized to play?
1: Yeah, so um, as, as far as the women's side, there's um, you know there's kind of you know a whole group of of teams that um, like Dr United that represent um, peoples and nations and in, in groups that are typically unrecognized in international football stages. Um and as you mentioned, there's even more significant barriers many times for women and girls. And being able to access um, those kinds of competitions and platforms and opportunities. Um, so there is a you know a, a growing a smaller but growing group of um, teams who are you know interested in um, kind of you know working together to to increase um, women's opportunities to play football in these kind of global capacities. Um, so for example, there's Coran um, FA in, the, in the United States um, which is, has a great women's and, and girls program. Um, Somaliland, uh, has a wonderful, um, women's program. And so there's, yeah, there are teams, women's teams around, um, definitely who, who are striving to kind of grow the opportunities for women and girls in the game. Um, and we're always looking to connect with those organizations and teams, um, you know, to continue to strengthen that platform for women and
0: girls. So how did you, how did you get hooked up with, um, Darfur United? I mean, how did you find them and what was your story of finding them and now you you work with them.
1: Yeah. So I originally, uh, as I had said, uh, started off working or volunteering with IACT, um, and I found them actually as an undergraduate university student. So I um, was studying political science and international relations, uh, and I also was playing football at my university, um, and had grown up, you know, playing soccer my entire life. And so I actually reached out to IACT um, after coming across some of their activism work. Um, trying to support um, and act in solidarity with refugees and people on the move around the world being affected by mass atrocities. And when I first reached out to them, I actually did not know about Darfur United um, or the additional football program that IACT facilitates, the Refugees United Soccer Academy, which is a youth um, academy for boys and girls in uh, refugee camps to play football as well. Um, and so I had, you know, my first conversation with, with IAC, and they said, oh, hey, you know, we saw you play soccer, by the way, did you know about Dolfo United um, and a Refugees United Soccer Academy? Like, and from there, just everything kind of really fell into place um, and, you know, really aligned with, you know, obviously my interest and my love of the game um, and the opportunity to then eventually, you know, meet the players, um, both in the United States and in Sweden, um, where players are now based in just to see, you know, the passion they have for playing for Darthville United. Um, you know, yeah, really motivated me to kind of help in any way that I could. And, you know, from there my role um, with the team has kind of grown and um changed in different ways. And uh yeah, I'll always be a, a Durfo United supporter.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that is a cool story and 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 for me, not knowing anything and I wear their jersey. But um when they came to Phoenix College and they were on the campus and just dis- to see all these people trying out and, you know, hearing their stories. And the coaching staff, the the athletic trainers, the administration, it was so, like, high-level professional. Like, they really took care – they made sure uh, everyone was – had the proper documentation to make sure they were insured, um, that, you know, your athletic trainer that was uh, helping them, you know, she's worked at the U.S. national level with Olympians, and it it just – it's up there. And I was just like shocked. I'm like, cause I didn't know it was just a rental coming to Phoenix. So, um, mm-hmm. and I was happy to work it. So it, it was pretty cool to see how it all came together. Um, how can, um, how's the fundraising going and how can we contribute?
1: Yeah, so fundraising, um, you know, like many um, nonprofit positions is always, always a challenge. Um, but from the beginning, Dorf United has had an absolutely incredible group of supporters um, around the country, around the world, even just, you know, soccer families and individuals who love the game and love the platform that the game can um, serve as in order to, um, you know, promote unity and um, social good. And so that's really how Dorf United from the beginning has um, managed to, you know, Help create and provide these opportunities for the United to play is through the individual contributions of of people who who believe in in the team and in the work of IACT. Um, and you know we're always so grateful for that continued um, uh, support of of people who've who've been with the team and the organization from the beginning. Um, in addition to that, though, we're always looking for opportunities to partner with uh, not only individuals but um, organizations and businesses um, who are interested in, in sponsoring the team and and really have value aligned. Um, sort of ideas about, you know, what Darfur United can, and can do and how it can serve as a platform um, for the players and for their communities. And so we're always interested in having conversations with with those who think that, um, you know, they would like to be involved, um, not only from, uh, you know, what is always needed, a fundraising capacity to, to raise money for the team to actually be able to travel and compete, but also, um those who are interested in in serving in other ways, as you'd mentioned, we have, you know, a huge staff of volunteers from athletic trainers to coaches um, to, to other medical professionals and, you know, marketing, graphic design, um, you know, all things that go into the making Dope able to compete and to amplify the voices of the players um, on these global stages. So we're always interested in connecting um, with individuals who are interested in, you know, sharing their um, interests and talents with the team in any way.
0: Well, I I'm definitely going to put this part of our podcast uh, the link where you guys can donate uh to help uh, uh this great organization and and make sure uh everyone sees the the uh, documentary which is insane. I mean to to see <laughs> the 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 first um the first people to really do the hard work of of Going into these uh, regions of, of Sudan and getting shot at, and it was just they were in the middle of a war, and I'm like, what? it it was, it was it's a great documentary. I encourage everyone to watch it to really understand uh, what's going on and what opportunities being created by um, this uh, great organization and IACT. Uh, but Amy, I appreciate your time. Please stay uh, on after so I uh, talk to you a little bit. But we're gonna. Uh, now move on to uh, Suli, who is a goalkeeper for Darfur United, and also he's community community relations. Uh, he yeah, he's an outreach.
1: ambassador. An ambassador. Mm-hmm. Okay,
0: yeah, we're going to talk to uh, uh, to Suli and talk about his experience. But thank you so much, Amy Gilmore, for being part of the podcast, and this will be hopefully up um, on Monday.
1: Sounds good. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you. And now joining me joining me right now is Suli, who is a was a goalkeeper for Darfur United. How are you doing, Suli?
2: I'm doing great. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. Now uh, This is like our th- third take at this, but it's so much better. Um, Audio is way better. So I'm so glad you uh, held on and, and waited for us to get all the technical difficulties out of the way. Uh, so real quick, uh, who are you? And what's your, what's your uh, uh, capacity with Darfur United?
2: Um, I'm Suleiman Adam. Uh, I am a student at uh, Iowa State University, and um, I'm a former uh, goalkeeper for uh, Dakota United. And uh, I also, right now, I represent Dakota as a uh, cultural ambassador for Dakota United.
0: Well, that's uh, that's exciting that you're uh, giving back to an organization that gave to you. Uh, so you are uh, so you're an ambassador. So. Uh, for Darfur United, uh, what do you have to? What do you do uh, as far as uh, your ambassador work for Darfur United? Do you?
2: Um, I, um, I, uh, I kind of, uh, I am the voice of uh, my teammates, and I'm the voice of uh, my uh, my people back in uh, in the refugee camps, and uh, it's, uh, it's it's very like. Um, Great opportunity for me to, uh, um, to share what I know from where I lived in the refugee camp and uh, from my team and from the organization that's doing so much for the refugees.
0: So, your uh, capacity on that front, uh, can you tell our listeners a little bit um, how, uh, what was your experience of finding Darfur United or how, you know, how they found you and uh, how they helped you in your life?
2: Um, that's we we'll go back to uh, 2012 when they had their uh, first tryouts in the refugee camp in Eastern Chad, and uh, um, I remember I went there for the for the tryouts, and I was the youngest from all those people who were uh, at the tryouts. Uh, I, I believe I was uh, 13, around 13, 14, and a lot of those people who were at the tryout were uh, 18, 17, 18, 19s, and 20s, and. Uh, I went there because I know when I was in the refugee camp, I used to play with those people who were uh, who were uh, at the tryouts, and I was when I saw them like, well, if I can play with this every day, why don't I just go and try out and maybe I can get chance to go and represent refugees globally? Uh, that's why that's why I went, but uh, they rejected me because of my age. Um, I, I still had the dream alive until I came to the U.S. eight years later, and uh, I found that United here in the in the U.S. and um, I joined. Uh, our first game I played was uh, uh, in Portland, uh, Seattle, and yeah. that's where I wear the jersey and I played as a, as a goalie keeper. And that that moment, that moment is like a very very uh, exciting moment for me. And the moment that. You know, through me back and forth from where I, I used to, like, you know, um, I dreamed of joining the team where I was rejected. I got disappointed. And and then eight years later, yeah, I came and got it. So it's like kind of very, <clears throat> very exciting and very uh, honoring for me to uh, wear a jersey and put the phone the on my chest and ro- uh, representing refugees in, in the most remote places on Earth. And they are like kind of in in the middle of the um, middle of the desert, uh, kind of uh, almost forgotten people. And joining the U here in the U.S. was a uh, very exciting thing for me.
0: So they they found you, or you found them for the second time. Did did they just come to a city near you holding a trial? How did you find them?
2: Um, I, for uh, here, um, I one of my friend who. Uh, Who's in in uh, in Phoenix? Uh, he knows me, and we used to play uh, together when he visited uh, here in Missouri. So um, that's where uh, he he talked to the um, to to Amy, tell them about me. And I know Sully. he's a good goalkeeper. Maybe he can try it out. And then uh, Amy contacted me, and uh, at that time I like uh, I know that boy, and I I know what they were doing, and I always had. Um, I always had that, like, you know, that kind of uh, dream, that kind of, uh, like, being, seeing myself. Someday I will give it a shot, another shot for the United. But when Amy texted me, I sent a message. I was at work, and I asked my boss, hey, this is a very important message for me. I have to respond right now. <laughs> and uh, I clocked out, and uh, I went to the <clears throat> break room. I text Amy back, and that's where all it started, and boom, I joined
0: that that's uh that's so cool and and to see i was telling amy you know to watch the documentary of how it this all came to be it's uh it's fascinating because so many people don't know um about what what you say the the forgotten people you know that are not part of a country so they play in a world cup with against competitions that aren't recognized by fifa and uh I think it's so cool they're using sport, a sport of soccer in this case, to help um give hope to uh to the people. So if um who can try out for the Darfur United? So can anyone try out? Any refugee or is it specifically to Sudan?
2: Um I uh, I think um as far as I know, I think it's uh more more to the Sudanese uh, Sudanese because it's like kind of uh, kind of almost an um, like it's representing uh, Sudanese and it's, it's kind of like a national team so um, uh, I, I, I know like uh, it could be like one or two players it could be like from other uh, nationalities but uh, we are like I think the team more focused on the Sudanese
0: so how many teams are there out there that you're aware of that uh, compete against you guys?
2: Um, I have, like, uh, um, I don't know so much about it. I think Amy knows a lot, but I, I believe there's, like, at, at least uh, over uh, over 15 or 20 teams that uh, we are competing with.
0: Which is crazy to think about, that there's potentially 20 Areas throughout the world that aren't recognized by a country because of the refugee status, and uh, and it really it's an eye opener of what the world is like throughout the world. There, there's a lot of people that Americans just don't realize that there's so many refugees out there that are not affiliated because of their government exiled them out, or you know they had to get out of their. Uh, tough areas of where they were living, and uh, it 's so cool to see someone like yourself to get refugee status to come over to the United States to not only improve your life but to hopefully help others are in a similar situation as you um, are you is uh when we get through this whole uh, pandemic and and everything and soon we, hopefully a schedule can come out, uh, do you know how often um, Darfur United will actually go back to uh, uh, Sudan to find more players, or are they specifically just stay in the United States with the refugees we have here.
2: Um, I think um this always uh, like uh, opportunities. Uh, Darfur United opens uh, for the for the refugees, and uh, um, they're still working on uh, on projects that uh, hopefully they um, they create uh, more. Uh, uh, new players from the from the refugees, and uh, I think there's always these opportunities. Also, uh, those there's, there's some refugees who uh, moving to the US uh, as a refugees. They also get uh, get the chance like my like myself. Uh, I, I came here as a refugee, but I still I joined the D.U. So, so um, they always uh, they look and the refugee camp and also at the same time they look in the US, and also um, there's there's other players uh, in uh, um, in Sweden also part of the four the, the United teams.
0: So this last summer was supposed to be the World Cup, and that got ob- obviously canceled. Are they planning to have the World Cup this coming summer, or they're just skipping to uh, another year? Do you, do you know what the status is now?
2: Um, I, I believe uh, there's uh, games that uh, uh, we are going to play in uh, in, in this summer. Uh, actually, my, my team going to play this summer. But uh, um, I'm not hundred percent sure, but uh, i I believe that it's still they're gonna uh, they're gonna move it to to this coming year
0: okay and is it pretty much every summer you guys are doing like qualif- qualifying games to get prepared for the World cup?
2: Yes, uh, the World Cup is like uh, um, every two years. Uh, so, uh, for example, um, the, uh, the year of 2020, uh, the year of 2019 to 2020 was sort of the qualification. People, quali- Teams qualify, and then uh, yeah, in, in the summer of 2020 was going to be the, uh, the, uh, the World Cup. But uh, the pandemic and stuff happened, and uh, it didn't happen. So it's uh, kind of moving forward like this.
0: Where was the World Cup supposed to be held?
2: Uh, it's, it was going to be uh, North Macedonia.
0: Okay, wow, and you know, far as putting the team together and going to the World Cup, I mean, <clears throat> is everything covered and paid for, or do you guys have to contribute at all?
2: Uh, I think um, the, the players uh, they they don't contribute anything. Uh, of most of these players are, are uh, refugees and college students and uh, who like you know um, uh, they can pretty much uh, they cannot uh, contribute so much. So um, the I act is uh, the organization who um, like doing the fundraise and trying to get uh, funds from the uh, from the from the community and uh, that's how they can. Uh, uh, they, they can move forward, especially uh, like for the flights, for the, for the soccer balls, jerseys, and a lot of stuff.
0: Well, well, we're hopeful that this podcast will reach some people that want to contribute because we, we, we love what, we, what you're doing from Phoenix College to, to have you on campus to really get to meet uh, Darfur United, and now you're opening uh, a women's division um, to compete at the world stage we' we're, we're wanting to contribute and uh, I'll definitely put in this podcast and spread the word to how to contribute online and definitely watch that uh, that um, documentary um, of that uh, of how it kind of all started it's, it's pretty exciting. Um, so, so uh, yeah go ahead
2: I'm sorry uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really um, when I say like uh, forgotten people but like people like you and the people who are going to support. Um, this movement of hope and movement of dreams, and that supports uh, refugees and representing them and uh, trying to give them chance uh, in, in this in this world uh, where sometimes they feel like they don't belong to here because of the things that they have been going through, things they have seen, and things that happen still happening. So it's uh, it's really uh, more appreciated, and especially like uh, every time when I call my friends back in the refugee camp. And they asked me about Darfur United and how it's going. And like sometimes even this questions they they ask like, wait, wait, who's funding you? Where are you getting all this to to do all this all this match? And we see this uh, communities here in Americas, they're uh, they're very supportive and they they know um, when they know about these uh, refugees and, and trying to work their ways up and you know all these things that happened to them and how they are uh, they're not giving up their uh, they have the hope and courage to move on so it's like very much appreciated
0: it's it's a brilliant play um through play of having football unite uh the world and the and, and uh, unite regions that you're from and and get refugees hope i mean that that's what football does and uh i'm excited to uh uh contribute in any way i can to uh Help uh, spread the word, contribute financially, uh, whatever it takes. Uh, uh, keep doing good work like this, especially through football. I think it's brilliant to have that carrot, you know, of hope through soccer. And, um, yeah, it's exciting. I, I love this story, and I love learning more about it. And uh, we'll have this podcast up on Monday, and we'll spread the word and hopefully uh, uh, get some donors and, and more importantly, s- spread awareness that, you know, that this exists. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're very excited about uh, continuing our relationship with Phoenix College and Darfur United and IACT. Um, but thank you so much, Suli, for coming on. I wish you the best of luck, and I look forward to meeting you. Hopefully uh, you guys thank will you. be back in Phoenix, Arizona.
2: Sure. Thanks so much.
0: All right. Well, thank you. That, that was uh, Suli and Amy um, joining the podcast, and this is Episode 20.